Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Ideas Worth Sharing. You read that right. The topic of this particular episode is about why you shouldn't have your own friends as your co-founders. I see this as a lot of misconce- uh, misconception. There are a lot of people who think in a very different way. Uh, and I really believe there are exceptions to this particular uh, topic. But uh, on a major general level, uh, this thing that I'm going to share is going to be a lot, lot more applicable than what other people think of, right? So firstly, think about five to 10 of your best friends in your mind. Try to understand what they do and what their skills and their ideas are like, right? Are you done? Cool. So most of the time, the friends that we have are the people with similar ideas and similar skills, right? There, uh, if I take my example, I have a lot of friends, not a lot of, but quite uh, uh, sizable friends where most of them are people who have similar interest as of me and they possess similar or in-line skills like what I have. Apart from that, these people are the people whose ideas are similar and they sync up with me. That's why we are able to stay together because that's where the attachment happens. And say if you want to go out, right? If your friends and you have similar ideas, it's most probably that you people like to have the same food, like to do the same things or the similar things, right? So I hope you're getting that particular gist of what I'm saying. I'm saying that friends most of the time have similar kind of skills and similar ideas. It's it's not every time, but most of the time, right? In general. So one of the most important thing to build a good co-founding and founding team, of course, I will we'll be having an exclusive episode on how to pick your co-founder and founding team. Uh, that would be a complete discussion of itself. But exactly on finding the co-founder the main thing is like when you come up with the idea it's very much important that there are three things that you should judge your co-founder on it's ideas skills and values right it's very very important that your values align which to most of the extent are aligned when you have you and your friends are together because only if your values are aligned it is that only due to that you are staying along with them say there are two friends one like bribing people one don't like bribing people then they are not meant to stay together for long because there will be an uh, activity or uh, an incident where they'll have to mutually disagree on what they what they believe in and soon they'll break up and they'll go apart right so they should have same core values which is okay when you and your co-founder are friends that's good but when it comes to the idea and skills you should be the counterparts you should you should be the people on two different edges good founding teams are not made by people who are very similar it's not like uh, all lions make a good uh, army right 
there should be a lion there should be a giraffe who can see long sighted there should be a kangaroo who can just just hop go fast and check what is happening there should be a turtle who can actually shield who can actually do some kind of a different activities and you're getting what i'm saying right it's very much different you have to think in a very different manner you have to find if you are a technical person who you know you know to code you need to find another person who is good at the business end or the management end this is very much required for the long time existence of your particular team and to do good but most of the times you might not not find this management guy in your friend circle because you have always been exposed to only technical people in your particular institute if you are just an engineering college right you most of the time might not have a management friend unless and until you find him on linkedin facebook or any other social media platform or in any conferences or stuff like that so this is the main reason why i say that most of the times uh, the people who you think are not that interesting or the people whom you haven't met when you were uh, at the college or at the school or the classes previously they are they can make a great right fit for your co as your co-founders what i am meaning to say is like if you were in the college for 5 years you had a friend circle whom with whom you used to spend a lot of time but there are those three to four guys who you always hated or you never wanted to talk to them or just because they were very different than you but later after a couple of years you will tend to realize when you uh, talk to them it makes more sense to make them as your partners than your friends because they have different perspectives on ideas they have different skills than yours and they have almost might be similar kind of values but on the values you will have to find the right people uh that's the particular thing the key to find a good co-founder this is all the reasons why you shouldn't have your friends as your co-founders uh in case of myself i and vinit who is my co-founder at design code labs we never used to talk in our 11th and 12th we used to sit very closer in our uh, classes and stuff like that and uh, i i uh, my room was very diagonal to vinit's room and we never used to have any conversation but from last 6 to 8 months we have been doing business together so i think you understand the things like you have to have counter intuitive ideas which would help you drive in a better path when both of the founders or co-founders have different ideas it doesn't mean that they'll have to fight on it but it will mean that the best ideas win and the best ideas path is taken forward and things are done in that way so i hope it's clear in your mind why it is very important to find those people with different ideas different skills and same values as your co-founders and your founding team to make it more reliable and make it more robust so that you can your team can achieve those things that you have targeted for i hope this episode uh, was completely unscripted i i i just put on put out my views on it also i have taken uh, a boot camp by ankur wariko who is one of my co uh, one of my mentor 
so i have learned a lot of things from him as well which i'll be sharing in a completely exclusive other long 30 minutes long podcast episode where i'll be sharing exactly what i learned and also combining my experiences as well as a lot of resources that i went through uh, i'll be sharing with you guys very soon so this is balaji rao signing off and if you did like the episode just subscribe to this episode because i'll be coming up with a lot of episodes both scripted and unscripted in the complete field of entrepreneurship businesses ideas startups as well as a lot of different insights and ideas stereotypes that are around the business and the entrepreneurship space uh, myself being into the entrepreneurship and startup community for 2 years i have understood quite a lot of things that i would definitely would love to share with you guys and help you understand if you are new to the community or if you are um, wanting to start from scratch so do subscribe because it's completely free to subscribe and you'll get the notifications also you can find a, a group whatsapp group link in the description of the podcast where you can join to get notifications about the new episodes that will be coming up with it's a community where people like minded people can have conversations as well so you can join there as well i hope you have got value from this particular podcast episode and i will see you in the next one and have a great day bye bye hey guys welcome back to another podcast episode of ideas worth sharing if you are uh, listening to this particular episode after reading about e-commerce startup you are greatly welcomed over here the thing is like today morning i got to speak to one of my uh, network one of the person in my network and he was like his friends are looking to build an e-commerce and most interestingly he was sharing that they are trying to build a super app which is what the usp of their complete e-commerce would be and there are certain takes and certain understanding insights that i've gathered throughout uh while understanding this e-commerce businesses and there are a lot of things a lot of people don't know uh but they think that it it's very fancy that just you can uh start selling some goods and you can make some profits and you can scale it up and uh you can scale it up to 1 lakh orders a day uh and make a lot of profits uh and do a lot of stuff but it doesn't work like that let me give you a fact most of the e-commerce startups bleed money for up to 15 years right most of the e-commerce startups take at least 15 years to be profitable these numbers are not always true but most of the times these are the numbers that work right if you see flipkart amazon or any other big giants in e-commerce they are not profitable yet as a naive user you might think they are profitable they are doing great they are bring uh, they are getting a lot of money you might have been listening to this uh, news which says like uh, in this diwali bonanza sale in this uh, uh, prime day sale they did a sales of around 70000 crores 60000 crores 10000 crores 5000 crores this number is so big that a lot of people feel that e-commerce is a place where money can be made and they should venture into this is my take on e-commerce is that never venture into e-commerce unless and until you 
think that your products or the group of products are something which are not available on other e-commerce also the main problems that these e-commerce take uh, is like they try a lot to get the market share which is very difficult because there are n number of options that users are hit up and banged with every day you take anything people have started opening e-commerce for everything with this shopify coming into place and a lot of easy setup kind of activities people have started e-commerce like any other business and it has been very much populated these days so how can you sustain in this very competitive market is like picking up a niche right uh, if you see there are a lot of e-commerce which are very generally specific on uh, like they are very general you can find everything on this e-commerce so let me give you an interesting fact do you know how mintra came forward just think of so what happened is like the founders or the early founders of mintra were like they saw a lot of e-commerce players and they were like yeah apparel is not doing that great in all e-commerce right there are a lot of things associated associated with apparels which are a great pain in the dash so there are a lot of things that are very difficult because there's size fit there's alterations there's returns a lot of returns there are quality issues there are trust issues and a lot of stuff there are fitting issues there are uh, n number of issues that that a clothing has so these early founders of mintra told like apparels are not doing good in other e-commerce let's dedicatedly start a new e-commerce which works into apparels and let's just focus into fashion and purely fashion this is a great idea you know because i have seen that a lot of people have started very generally but these days if you see you have an e-commerce for everything if you take furniture this pepper fry if you take uh, some other stuff like uh, machinery bottlery um, like plastics plastic items uh, or daily cookware or there's e-commerce for every single thing every single thing if you take printed t-shirts of of like uh, having some cartoons on it and stuff like that bevcoof is doing pretty good over there right even in t-shirts they have they have gone even nicheer they have uh, they had they told no to casual wear there they told no to party wear they told let's focus only on casuals only casuals only printed uh, meme typed and daily wear and swag uh wear and stuff like that right they are doing pretty good they are doing pretty good uh but in e-commerce the thing that i don't like is the top line and bottom line let me tell you what top line and bottom line is like top line is the money you make it's the total inflow of cash that you get that's the revenue and the bottom line is the profits which is after detecting the tax the extra costs like delivery hiring people like paying all your people uh, all these extra taxes and costs that you incur whenever you subtract all of this from the top line which is revenue you get the bottom line which is profits if you see the trend in the market most of these e-commerce have been bleeding money 
and all of these have a negative bottom line that that's that that's what makes me very afraid of the situation that's going on in there but the only way i think that e-commerce can make money is like targeting specific customer groups uh like say there's a great idea right uh, i have been getting this idea so much if you know that um see shores like in rameshwaram and kanyakumari you get this pearls you get pearls out of these pearls right they make bangles they make earrings they make chains they make bowls and everything everything that you can imagine using pearls shells and all the things that you get uh, by the side of seashore right that's a great market that's a great market if you if you try to buy these pearls anywhere across india you will be paying 10x to 15x of cost what you will be paying in rameshwaram and kanyakumari right that's the that's the cost difference so this kind of a difference or the margin if your product or the product category that you are thinking of has this kind of a huge margin then you can try about going in and seeing if you can incur all of those costs and even after incurring your cost you are able to at least get to a positive bottom line right you should always be able to get this unique unit economics right so what unit economics is like if you sell one unit one t-shirt what is the cost that's taking to manufacture and what's the all of the additional cost that that's fitting in and after adding all of this are you even making money or else if you are not making money right now due to the marketing acquisition cost at least will you be making money down the line is there a cap- capacity in the model in the product or in the process that you are building that you can generate money down the line generate the bottom line positives in the future that's a very interesting stuff so just think of things like which are not available in the uh, online e-commerce or even if they are available if they if the sales are not doing good or if there are some quality checks or any additional uh, requirements for that particular product which already existing players are not focusing that much that for example pepper fry has done for example shop clues has done for example a lot of different niche uh, uh, these e-commerces have done like ikea um, there are some e-commerce who are very much specialized in only electronics like if you take mi store or any other places like tata is venturing into e-commerce as well so you need to find these gaps where people are not selling those products even if they are selling the either the customer satisfaction is lacking or the sellers are uh, facing some hit right that should be figured out and you should be able to work on that and you will be able to do it uh, better right these were some of the thoughts about that i had in e-commerce why e-commerce is so fancy when you see it the first time but when you see inside out it's not as fancy as it is and also how you can overcome this kind of a uh, setback and how you can increase the top line and bottom line and make profits and make a sustainable e-commerce startup this is all we have discussed just to summarize and i hope you enjoyed the podcast and 
I would definitely recommend you subscribing it because it's free to subscribe. It doesn't cost you anything. And I have been putting in a lot of time in research as well as recording this podcast, producing this, putting it onto multiple platforms and stuff like that. So do subscribe it. You can find the podcast on YouTube as well. You can search for Ideas Worth Sharing podcast. Uh, you can find it there as well. Also, you can find a community. You can find it in the show notes below or you can find it in the description of the podcast. You can join there to get more notifications about the further episodes as well. So, this is Balaji signing off. Have a great day and goodbye.